Soccer tonight, ESPN LA 710. I can't believe we're here, Mike Trudell. It's finally here, and we're here at ESPN LA 710 talking World Cup 2018. Oh, what a great opening. I mean, you got to see Vladimir Putin uh, for half of the first uh, Shaking hands and, uh, go- and and shrugging with the Saudi Arabian prince, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that wasn't <laughs> Sorry. great. Sorry. It, it did feel a little strange. I mean, this is going to be such a great World Cup, Dave, and we're so excited to be here. Yeah. You have... Almost every one of the great players in the world there, except for Christian Pulisic. Okay. That is true. But every other good player in the and, and not many did we actually get to see today. So it was almost a little bit anticlimactic. But there were a lot of goals. That was fun. absolutely yeah. Especially and look, here's the thing: the the host team doesn't lose that first game. They just don't lose because there's so much pressure though. But the fans are behind them from right from the kickoff. It was obviously clearly a Russian crowd, certainly. The Saudi Arabians had a few fans scattered around. Yeah, here and there. But, couple, yeah. yeah, but they weren't going to have that kind of support that the host team does. And the host team needs to get off to a good start, whether you're Russia against Saudi Arabia or whether it was South Africa or all the way back when the United States hosted in 90. you got, you got to get off to a good start. Yeah. Like, yeah. With three games in the group and Saudi Arabia is the weakest, let's be realistic in that group, Russia needed it to get off to a good start. And indeed they did. We're talking about the opener that happened earlier today, a 5-0 route of Saudi Arabia, which sadly effectively ends Saudi Arabia's World Cup before it gets going, realistically. You know, when I when we started talking about what we're going to get into every night on this show, uh, 7 to 8 p.m., I didn't think we'd be talking much about the Russian team. Yeah. Now I'm starting to second-guess that just a little bit because they looked a lot better than I expected. Uh, that's not just because Saudi Arabia is so bad. I think the main reason is that we didn't really see them play a meaningful match over the last three years. See, that's side. a great point because when I was just threw that out there a little bit earlier and you really, you kicked that ball right back at me and shocked me and be, and burned me with it because I, I had been seeing Russia struggle for years. Yeah. You know, not just the last couple months, which they haven't done very well at all, as you said, but you're right. They really haven't had a meaningful match. Yeah, Since the last knew, World Cup qualifying. Guaranteed <laughs> yeah, to be in the tournament, right? It, it's it the, is. It's so true. And, you know, we kind of saw that with Brazil, if you really think about it. Brazil was not that sharp when they were that's, hosting. You know, that's, uh, you know, a, that's a good point. Yeah. It's, an interesting, it's an interesting perspective because the teams that have battled through qualifying months after month after year after year, and we see how hard qualifying is, Italy, Netherlands, United States, Chile, it's not a guarantee. You battle through that. You're ready. By the time the World Cup comes, you're chomping at the bit. Now, I know Russia was ready in the sense that they were excited, but they got a good schedule, Mike, and it's something I like to talk about, is how those group stage matches are scheduled for each nation is crucial, too. Yeah. If Russia starts with Uruguay, that maybe they get off to a slow start. Uruguay is you know, essentially the favorite in that group, and they get spanked a little bit at home in that first game. Then all of a sudden they're doubting. The fans are getting ticked off. Sure. It changes a lot. They got the game they needed in the first game in Saudi Arabia, and then they went out and did what they had to do, which is most important. You know, the World Cup has more storylines than anything. Uh, it, yeah. there, there are more. It's the, it's the biggest event in the sporting world. Uh, it only happens every four years, of course, but it's bigger than the Olympics. It's bigger than any championships. It's bigger than the Champions League. It's bigger than any... NBA Finals uh, game that you could expect. So every day, Dave, we're going to have so much to get through. Just get it, talking about that day's games and looking ahead a little bit at the next day's games is going to take a lot of the time. True. There's, there's so do, much going you know, on. Just so, just so you know, if you're driving around on the 710, the 405 right now, and you're wondering, what is this? Soccer tonight, he's Mike Trudell, soccer guy, played the game. I did not. I'm Dave Denholm. I'm the voice of LAFC. We're just going to be bringing you the, the hot topics of the day. As Mike said, it's not just about the games that are played that day. This thing is big. Yeah. It's it's Spain sacking Yulin Lopetegui just two days ago. Yeah, but by the way, they fired their coach yeah. a day before the World Cup started. 
which is which is sounds a little silly. It oh, sounds amazing. It sounds a crazy. It? It's ridiculous. And I still think they're probably either the second or third best team there. Yeah, I couldn't agree and I, more. And I don't know if it hurts their chances. So I, I do. Before we get onto that, I want to get back to Russia for one second. Alexander Golovin, Gul- uh, yeah, Golovin, however you want to say his name. 22 years old, special talent, and that's the kind of player that I wasn't... I had seen him play a little bit for Cheska Moscow just here and there, Champions Leagues over the years, Uh, but I had not seen... like He looked like he could fit in to Manchester United tomorrow. And if you have a player like that that goes with some of these other veteran players that have in Russia, and you have that energy of the home crowd, so I'm now... I had had him... Originally, I'd had Egypt getting that second spot out of the group with Uruguay winning it. Now I think that's in, in serious jeopardy, and a lot of that was just because I wanted to root for Mo Salah. Sure, who, he's a great story, too. Another breakout, great story. Yeah, the breakout star soccer player this year that nobody had heard much of except for nerds beforehand. Uh, scored a billion goals for Liverpool, right? got injured in the uh, uh, in the Champions League final mm-hmm. by getting ter- uh, torn down by Sergio Ramos. You saw the worry on his face when it happened, too, yeah, about the World the tears, Cup. Yeah, the tears. Yeah, he wasn't crying about the Champions League final. He no. was crying about this World Cup with Egypt. And the story they are, Mike... Which has a connection right down the road to LAFC that people may or may not know. Bob Bradley was the coach of Egypt That's right. when they barely missed out on the last World Cup, and he really set the ball going. I mean, he gets he gets spoken very highly of by Egyptian fans. Mo Salah. I mean, they like Bob Bradley and what he did in starting to build the Egyptian, you know, the structure there that has really paid off in this World Cup. Sorry, now the talent is there. It wasn't yeah. just all Bob Bradley, but he definitely helped develop this. Yeah, he gave Salah his first cap uh, for Egypt, and, and look where they are now. And this, okay, this is another thing with the World Cup that's so tricky. So we all go through, at, at least you and I, and we go through and we pick our brackets, right, and we pick who's going to win, yeah. who's going to finish where in the groups, and then we go down and we pick the advanced stages. But we haven't seen that much of any of these teams. We've seen all the players play for their club teams. We've seen a couple of qualifying matches uh, that happened now months ago. Mm-hmm. Some of the sides are much different. So it is difficult in that sense. to, to re- like I always like to watch the first game and to really feel out what we're seeing. And so can we take anything out of this Russia-Saudi Arabia game that makes you change your opinion on, okay, can they go? Can they get out of the group? Okay, I think they can now. Well, uh, you've can mentioned they that. Ga- can they win a game once they get there? I had Russia coming in second in the group. I do yeah. believe Uruguay is the best, but I thought the home field would be just that big where they could get by Egypt potentially. Even if they get a draw now, possibly with you know goal difference, depending on how Egypt plays against Uruguay tomorrow and how they play against Saudi Arabia. I really felt that Russia had a really good shot. In fact, I picked them. I thought, I just think they're you should, so... No, it was the smart pick. I just wanted to pick against Russia. No, and everybody loves it. And <laughs> you're just, not, yeah, believe me, fun. I was in the minority on that, ironically. Your, your Egypt pick is probably going to happen. I mean, they, I don't know. I, no, I, I, am I coming think they were the second best team. I just think that home field and, yeah. and, and all that, like the pressure was released today in that 5 nothing win. Now well, and, Russia's and, and feeling Dave, good. You got the goal differential now. Exactly. So goal differential can be huge because let's say that Egypt and Russia end up, I don't know if they play the second game or the third game. We could find out in a well, second. If you go down, it's let's see. I'll check the yeah. actual bracket. It's easy to figure out if it's like one versus two, one versus three, one versus four. Right. I just got to look at the right. how so, the group is configured. So, but now, depending on when that, so let's say that let's say that both teams lose to Uruguay, which by the way, either one of them could beat could. them. Yeah, but just just for argument's sake, then when they play each other, Russia's just going to probably try to get a tie and sit in. Unless Egypt ends up beating beat Saudi yeah, Arabia seven by more then, yeah. than five goals, exactly. which, which I would say is unlikely. Because maybe Saudi Arabia now, they like, they, okay, here's one thing that's funny about this game. If you look at possession, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia had the ball 60% of the game. 
Because they, all they do is just k- knock little passes around. They don't really look threatening, but they're good at knocking little passes sure. around. Russia just sat there. They want to play they, the counter to they, Russia. Yeah, exactly. so they're, they're going to let them bring it to them. Yes. Saudi Arabia didn't know what to do with that, no. though, Mike. They wanted them to. They, Russia, they played right into Russia's <laughs> yes. hands. Okay. They're like, okay, you guys be cute for about a minute, and then we're going to press all at the same time. Yeah. Steal, steal the ball, the ball. And, and, and just boom, just blast was... down the field and use their height, use their athleticism. And, you know, and to, to Saudi Arabia's credit, their coach is a Chilean coach who's very good. Pete's very, a very very good coach. He knows that he has to go out and score goals, right? So he knows, okay, Russia's a counterattacking team, but we can't sit back and wait either because we're never going to get opportunities that way. He knows that his team's the underdog. they mm. got to go out and score, but it did open them up. This, this is a great philosophical question now about, about soccer. So there are a lot of teams that sort of recognize what they are, and they park the bus. And it, like, so it's how Greece won the Euros a few years ago. Absolutely. Like, it's how, like, one nil and pray. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a little bit how Leicester City ended up winning the Premier League where they sat in for the most part and then counterattacked. Uh, they had some players that were better than we thought, like N'Golo Kante. Uh, but still, so if you're Saudi Arabia, you, you don't think that you can actually score more goals enough to win the group. So maybe your best philosophy is to junk up the yeah. game, sit in. With that said, Dave, that's not what that manager short- likes to do. Not though. only that, they're also, but they're the shortest team in the World Cup. That's true. So if you want to sit in and just, Russia's, Russia's like, okay, fine, we'll just go up the wings, ping crosses in, and, and put our six-five yeah. reserve striker in. <laughs> they that, ate that him scored up. A goal. Yeah, they so. ate him up when he made that that substitution. Basically, that's Zuba. why Saudi Arabia never gets out of the group. If Fair enough, it. and you know, in in fairness, Saudi Arabia is not. They're not where they need to be. These are the two lowest ranked teams in the FIFA rankings coming into the World Cup. So, and Saudi Arabia is the worst. Russia was second worst. So, in fairness, this, as you said, this is not the kickoff match that we're all like anxiously anticipating, yeah. but it does change things in that group. Yeah, for sure. Egypt now has to have it in their head, like, yeah, yikes, you yeah. know, and the next game oh, is Russia, Egypt. Okay. Actually. Okay. So okay. that really puts a lot of pressure on Egypt in a way. If they don't get out and go out and get a result against Uruguay, they lose 2-0, 2-1, 3-1. Now all of a sudden they're like we're seven goals down in goal difference and a loss. You know we're three points behind now. Of course they have the match against Russia, which could change a lot. Right. But boy, that puts a lot of pressure back on Egypt in that second match. So it's it is how the schedule works out sometimes in these well, three games. You know what? And so we'll uh, we'll get to this more. But tomorrow is going to be the the big maybe the best game of the first uh, of the oh these yeah next I know which one you're talking about yeah, yeah. so uh, Spain Portugal now that's the this game w- w- was you know okay not much nobody thought much about Russia now we think they're a little better nobody thought anything about Saudi Arabia everybody yeah. thinks a lot about both Spain and Portugal you know You've what got this all game the stars was, you I, need this is going to a restaurant and getting potato skins they're solid yeah it's an appetizer you know it's not special you're not going to like Text your wife, hey, oh, I had the greatest potato skins in my life here as an appetizer. This is an appetizer just to get the thing going. You yeah, know, a little pop in circumstance. Yeah, yeah. A little, I just, it's, it's like the opposite that when you start the NBA schedule or when you start the NFL schedule, boom, here's a game right yeah. away. Yeah. You know, it's, depending on what happens in free agency, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's Lakers Celtics. So, you know, depending on maybe, or, or maybe you just trot out Golden State Houston. Right, something like that. Sure. Just game, day one. We didn't get that, but that just makes me more excited because, okay, at, at 5 a.m. tomorrow, then at 8 a.m., and then it's either, I think it's either 10 or 11. 11, you're yeah. You're going to get boom, boom, boom. Man. Okay, you're game, right. game, game. You and I are, are you going to be glued to a TV screen. I'm going to be glued to my, uh, I'm actually, I uh, got some uh, things going on that I'm going to be glued to my computer wherever I go because I'm going to be streaming it. But, okay. Uh, yes, I will be all over these games, and not the least of which is that Egypt Uruguay game to round up the first games of Group A. As they did not play today, which is a bit of a rarity, actually, to just have that one game. Sometimes they'll have only two on the first day, with of course the host having the first match all the time. But one game felt a little like, oh, I want more. Right. Let's go. All right. So coming up, Dave. So okay, Team USA is not there. That sucks. 
Okay, we, we, we all know that. Mexico is there, and I wonder, I have, a, I have a philosophical question to pose to you. Is it okay to root for Mexico if you are a fan of the USA? Your bitter rival, your biggest rival in soccer, is it okay to root for them? We answer that next. Soccer tonight, Mike Trudell, Dave Denholm, and you on ESPN LA 710. For the 2026 FIFA World Cup, the member associations of Canada, Mexico, and USA have been selected by the FIFA Congress to host the 2026 FIFA World Cup. Mike, I know that was yesterday, but I just got chills hearing it again from Gianni Infantino, the president of FIFA, making the announcement yesterday after the vote that saw the United States, Mexico, and Canada in what they called the United Bid get the World Cup over Morocco, who was the second to the only other country that got this far in the con- and, and it really wasn't that close. Something like 135 to 60, somewhere yeah, in that ballpark. I'm looking at it, 134-65. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's pretty nice, comfortable win for the United States, Mexico, and Canada. And they're coming in 26, Mike. Look, we're gonna be here after the after the. I guess devastation is a fair word for yes. the U.S. not being in this World Cup. Then the next World Cup is in Qatar, which is just still gross and yucky, and they, they had to pay for it to get there. And by the way, we'll get to USA Mexico. Yes, um, coming that's what we're out of build this. up to. But this was there could not have been a much better bid, in my opinion. Even okay, is it would it be cool to have another World Cup in France, Germany, England? Sure, they do a great job over there, Italy, but. Not only are you going to have 60 matches in the United States, you're going to have 20 in Mexico, 20 in, or I, I should say, I think it's 10 in 10 Canada, each. 10 in Mexico. Yeah, 10 each. And there are 23 cities uh, that are, that are now, that have put bids in essentially to be host cities. Los Angeles, like everyone else, had to go through the process. It, they're coming. Not only are our games going to be here, they may have the final here. They're definitely going to have advanced the knockout finals round in New York. Games. They did mention that. Oh, they didn't mention it's that. It's going to be sure. in Meadowland or the East Rutherford. Oh, it should Rutherford. be here. Okay, take uh, that. we'll okay. get a semi. I'm sure. I, they didn't say that, but come on, we're going to get a semi in the Rose Bowl or at the Inglewood Stadium. And, and so I'm thinking. So the first thing that I'm thinking of. So '94. Okay, I was born in 1981. And the 1994 World Cup in the USA was, uh, I unfortunately did not get to go. That was something that we talked about for years heading up to it, and it didn't end up working out. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking my kids are going to be right around the same age. Perfect, yeah. Right? They're, they're three right now. They'll be four in October, so they're going to be right around 12 by nice. the time. And, and so that's my, my personal selfish thing. What better way uh, to, to sort of be able to go to a World Cup game, hopefully. We can, we can get tickets somewhere and go in one of these U.S. cities. It's just so awesome for the country. It's awesome, and I think also by then, eight years from now, Americans watch soccer now. No, one, I was I was the only one of my friends that watched soccer yeah. growing up. Oh no, it was, it was hard me. to find. Mike, okay, I I'm, I totally can appreciate your story. I came here 20 years ago to L.A. and I got mocked on the air. I, I got mocked by radio people by to my face Jim, by Jim Rome. Well, by many, frankly, and <laughs> and I love Jim Rome. I just he just was famously against soccer. I happen to so fill in for him a lot, and you are correct. He yes. was one of them who yes. certainly had no problem bashing soccer. He kind of gets a kick out of it. But and so that's and that's okay. No, it's not okay. Everyone has to like it's it. not yeah. for everyone. Yeah. I get that. I've I've done. I've been done trying to preach to people. But twenty yes. years ago, I got like mocked for it. And you're absolutely right. Now it's a whole different animal. I'm looking. Listen to the people who are listening here. They listen to soccer weekly. They're going to be listening to soccer tonight. We're going to be on Monday through Fridays here at this time each and every night on ESPN LA 710. Mike, this is a soccer mecca. This is one of the top 10 soccer markets in the world. For sure. LA. So we fit right in now here. And the United States coming here, there'll be plenty of games right around this area. There'll be games up in, you know, Northern California, I'm sure. It's going to be incredible. But it does lead us to the question we asked. But you, you had a great question before the break. We are not here in 2018. We all know this. L3. There, I, I, I am firmly convinced L3 is going to have a very good World Cup 
and most people aren't saying that out of this team with Juan Carlos Osorio's side. I believe they've got a lot of offensive talent. But Mike, you had a great question before the last break to tell you know to ask me and ask the the listening audience. Yeah, what, what, resum this up for me here I'm, because this is a stumper. I'm asking myself too. Uh, they're, <laughs> so they're in Group F, right? Germany, Sweden, Korea, no, yep. the Korean Republic. They that got is a few a, days before they kick off. Actually. That is a tough group. It really is. Yeah. I have them finishing second uh, to Germany, which I think many people do. I do too. Uh, yeah. Now. The Mexican national football team, uh, as they would call it. All right. So my big question is, if you are an American soccer fan, if you grew up watching the U.S. national team, Mm -hmm. can you find it in your heart to root for Mexico? Now, my position on this has changed slightly. So growing up, that was the team that I hated, right? You you always heard the stories, uh, Brian McBride or Eric Winalda, John Harks would tell the stories when they would go into Mexico City and get uh, literal bags of, you know, thrown thrown on them. (laughs) And, and, and understandably, okay, it's it's fine. That's fine. I get it. I get it. It's USA versus Mexico. Um, the, the rivalry is real. They're, that's the, it's, they've been the best team over the course of, of my, uh, life. in the CONCACAF region yeah. that the U.S. has always had to go after, there have been times where the U.S. has been better than Mexico, or at least had better results than them over a series of years, but ultimately Mexico has had the advantage. And so it's, it's a little bit like Duke UNC or Lakers Celtics or Ohio State Michigan. It's a true sports rivalry. Now, when you're not even there in the tournament, though, can you be like, if you're a Ohio State fan for college football and Michigan makes it to the Rose Bowl and plays Alabama, can you kind of pull for Michigan because it sort of makes you look better in a way if they win? It's it's representing your region. It's representing a team that you consider yourself similar to. You know, can you can you root for them in that context? And I've been asking myself that question. Uh, I, let me hear your answer first. Don't take this the wrong way. That is ridiculous. Of course not. I am not rooting for L Tree. I believe they're very good. And I'm going to watch their games. Of course I'm going to watch. But, you know, that is like me saying, you know what? The Steelers are still in the playoffs and my Browns aren't. So I'm going to – no! 100% now, never. I So I have – I didn't mean to set it up like this was some uh, some question that didn't have a clear answer. Because the answer <laughs> is mostly no. But but I'm from Minnesota. Now I've now lived in Los Angeles for 10 years. Yeah, okay? you're an Angelino. Here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have a ton of friends of Mexican descent and heritage. Sure. I love the uh, just the general uh, the vibe of of uh, of the warmth of the region of the area of the Latino absolutely. culture of the people. And I like the way that the team plays. Honestly, if if I'm not again if, if they're not playing the United States, I like how they play. I like how they attack. I like how they work. You know, I I like I just I, I like their coach. Um, yeah, I like Osorio, know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I love Osorio. Carlos Vega. I think this is a very talented team, Mike. Mario Rees is like a brother to me. I will stop traffic and take a bullet for the dude. I couldn't care less about his L tree, though. I think he's an idiot for love at L tree. Well, I mean, that's right. just my rival. So I'm Mexican American, though. Well, I'm allowed I, you're to. You're allowed to. I yes. understand. Mario, you're not so, wrong. So but you I, are, and I, I do like the squad. Mario, you are uniquely qualified to, yes. to answer this question. Then, so somebody, so I am American. You are Mexican American. Um, what do you think about? Americans rooting for Mexico, considering the fact that, of course, the United States is our our squad that has been hating Mexico when playing for years. I think if I was in your position, I'd find it very difficult Thank to root you. for my arch rival. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. This is a sports hate thing. This is not real hate. I love. I love what you're saying. I love you know Mario and the and the Mexican American soccer fans. And the, they've been great to me. I yeah. love them, and they know that I appreciate them. And I love Liga MX. I love watching it. It's a great league. El Tree. Ugh. 
I hope they get beat three straight and come home. You kidding now, me? Go home. Uh, so you are that is the correct answer, and, <laughs> I, and we have come upon it together. I, I will, however, I do have it in my heart to feel good for Mario, for example, if El Tree does well. Yeah. So I will feel good for my friends that like Mexico, uh, but I cannot root for them. But it's funny because I can root for Costa Rica and Panama, Mike. Oh, even I can't. though essentially they kind of took our spots, if you will. Right? Yeah, they, that's part of the reason that I can't. And, oh, here, oh, here's I can the other reason why. I appreciate that though too, but I like I like the Panama story. I mean, we sucked and we lost out because screw, of Panama. Panama. Here, here's That's the fair. other. Okay, here's the other problem. We gave we gave Mexico Graham Zusi. Yes, and you couldn't return the favor. Thank you. See? It was like the only game they lost this all year. Preach it, Mike Trudell. We're I mean, come on. Wi- we're so hearing wisdom here. That felt a little vindictive. Hey, uh, okay. 877-710-ESPN is the number to get involved throughout the the, the soccer tonight. So we're going to be here each and every Monday through Friday, all the way up to the final, which is actually a Sunday. We'll have a show that day. I mean, we're covering this thing with soccer tonight. This is an addition to Soccer Weekly. We're doing it each and every Monday through Friday here. Mike Trudell, Dave Denholm, and you. And we're going to be hanging out here at 877-710-ESPN. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter. He's at Mike Trudell. I am at Talk Soccer, and we'll certainly carry on the conversations even after shows with you there as well as we build this thing up. We've got the one game in the books, Russia getting that big win, which they needed in Group A, the host with a 5 nothing yeah. triumph over Never close. Saudi Arabia. Trouncing. It really wasn't. Yeah. You're absolutely right. We still have a lot. Spain sacking a Lopetegui just a couple of literally hours before the World Cup, and this 2026 World Cup coming to the U.S., Mexico, and Canada as the joint bin wins out. There's so many more things to get to on that. 877-710-ESPN, some phone calls coming up. He's Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to Soccer Tonight That's right. here on ESPN LA 710. Soccer Tonight, ESPN LA 710. We are so pumped to be here. If you're just finding the show, if you're driving home here in Southern California, Soccer Tonight is the right name because each and every Monday through Friday here on ESPN LA 710, we're talking World Cup. It had begun earlier today in Moscow with Russia, the home side, beating up Saudi Arabia 5-0. So we are underway. Three big matches tomorrow. We'll certainly take a look at those coming up. we got a little bit more on Spain, but we do want to go to the phones at 877-710-ESPN. Mike Trudell and Dave Denholm with you here. And the question that Mike posed, which is a great question now that the U.S. is not in this and it's officially begun, can you root for El Tree if you're a diehard U.S. fan? Let's go to Mike in Calabasas. He's first up with Mike Trudell and Dave Denholm. Welcome to Soccer Tonight, Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Very good. Thank you. Mike, can you root for uh, L3 if you're a U.S. fan? It depends on your level of love for your team. If you can look on a bigger level, if L3 does well, if you support them, that gives them more legitimacy, which allows U.S. to have a lot more legitimacy down the road when they have results against them. That's our regional rival. It'll give us an opportunity to beat a, a team that's done well. Um, so you could get it back. It doesn't really work in you know areas where you have war between the two areas, but you want your neighbor to do well when he comes back. That's four years. If Mexico goes deep and we beat Mexico a couple years in a row, that says something about the direction of our club. Right. Hey, Mike, that, that's Mike, a fair point. Thank, this yeah. is a, this is I would I would liken this to what I was saying about say Ohio State and Michigan and rooting for the the other team to play well against Alabama or something, right? And then you feel well, better. your Lakers Celtics one is actually right on. I think that's just such a bitter rivalry. Yeah, I mean, well, look, so, I, mean, I so, know they're not battling for titles but, anymore, but here's another way to put this though. And, and by the way, I've been getting texts from my uh, my Mexican American friends now uh, that that aren't pleased that I haven't come over uh, to their side for this. <laughs> Uh, Adrian, I'm sorry. Um, love you, buddy. And I'll feel I'll go I'll feel good for you and Mario and everybody else if Eltree does well. But here's what we can do, Dave. We can watch Eltree 
and we can definitely not root for them to win. But if they do, we can then take that success and, and as Mike suggested on the call, push that down the road. Mm-hmm. For if, for example, the next time we play in the Gold Cup or okay. whatever. And the U.S. So if Mexico, if Mexico goes on a, a super run, let's say they somehow, somehow find a way to get to the semis. Mm-hmm. And then the, the U.S. looks fine against them the next time we play them in, in a major competition. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I, it's not enough. Right. He's, Look, if really Costa Rica hate, does really it, hate it, if Panama does it, then I, I loved Costa Rica making that run in 2014 last time when they won the group, which nobody thought Uruguay, England, uh, I don't even remember the last team. Costa Rica was picked to finish last and they, they win the yeah, group. Yeah, they won the group, yeah. And then they go nearly to the semifinals, Mike. I love that run. I was, I was all in on Costa Rica once we were out. It's funny. I was not as much. I, I was, I was kind of, I was resenting sort of that run. I could see that. So, well, know, so I got jealous. Not, You're right. Yeah. I mean, there's some jealousy there. And there's a little bit of sort of, uh, you don't deserve it, but I, I'm, I, that's the, that's the cold side of my heart. And that now here I am trying to find some warm side. For me, from the Mexican perspective. But again, I blame that on just being in Los Angeles. Here's Steve in the 405. It was a great point, I think. Steve in the 405, welcome to Soccer Tonight with Mike Trudell and Dave Dunholm. Talk to us, Steve. Hey, thanks, guys. First time calling. Call me Limo Steve, please. Little Steve, this is an interesting point. Limo 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 Steve. Steve. Sorry, I thought Little Steve. (laughs) Look, I want Mexico to do really well. And the reason I want them to do really well is that it will motivate the U.S. Federation to clear house. Major changes need to be done. Clearly, that's why we didn't qualify. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Klinsman era and that disaster, how it was structured, the power he had, yet, you know, he couldn't quite put the national team in. And now all these academies under the MLS, are we a European approach? Are, are, what's our approach going to be for developing the youth and tapping into all the, the different people who can't afford club soccer, they can't get into the, uh, the development programs because they're not paying 5000 a year to be on these travel teams? There's a lot of things that need to be fixed to make us the world power we should be. And if Mexico does well, then there's no excuse but to say, hey, here's our country neighbor, our big rival. Look how well they did. What are they doing right? What do we need to do right? Limo Steve, thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, Limo Steve, again, I thought you said little, but also, so I was going (laughs) to say. Sorry. So, first of all, we might hire their coach. Okay, if, if there's been there's been some talk that he might leave uh, Mexico after this World Cup. I guess results depending. Uh, and then Juan Carlos Osorio, let's say if we do hire him, that's one thing you can do if you want to mimic yeah, what they're doing. Now, Carlos Cordero though took over mm-hmm. in, as the U.S. Pre- the president of U.S. Soccer for Sunil Gulati, and he was like his right hand man. So you, they just took they did, more. I know of the it same, was awful. Believe me, I hated that vote. I, not, Carlos Cordero, by all accounts, a delightful man. I'm not. Easy, I had nothing personal against him. I never met him. I never talked to him. That was just a, know, that's a regime personal. that they basically just kind of, okay, we'll quietly put the dude in who was second in command of a, of a regime that had to go, Mike. You know what? Look, I, I don't want to talk about the U.S. soccer right No, but here's I the thing. His I'm getting frustrated, Dave. I want to talk about Spain His and Brazil. His point is interesting, though, because it will motivate us if El Tree does well. I think he's right about that. It should be like a slap in the face. I don't think we need any extra motivation yeah. from not making the okay, World Cup. Okay, but maybe we do. I mean, maybe Mexico actually having the success you were talking about, semifinals, holy cow, they could win this thing kind of talk. Yeah. And Juan Carlos Osorio leads this, a very talented L3 team, I believe. We'll yeah, pretty more good, on that. yeah. But maybe that is a, a more of a motivating factor for maybe even a casual fan to get more involved. Mike, this is one of the things I want to talk about to people during this World Cup. Qualifying games are massive, and we should be paying more attention to that in this country. It's something we do have to take away from not qualifying. We've oh, got we to get so, behind this We were so team. lazy in qualifying And so are the, the fans. The players were. Yes, too. the players were. Yes. They feed off of that. These games, I've said it for 15 years and people laughed at me. You don't qualify, 
you don't go. I mean, it's that simple. And we it bit us in the rear this time. Was it the was it Costa? Was the four nil loss to Costa Rica? Yes. The, yeah, and that was on Disgraceful. home soil. Just a, just a disgrace. Nobody. Was I knew we were hard. in trouble then, and, and it, you know it was early, yeah. so everybody says, "Well, we got time." But that's of course the downfall of Jurgen Klinsmann right there, and then Bruce Arena had eight games to figure out. He couldn't do it. So yeah. Look, plenty of blame to go around, Mike. But you know, realistically, it's not a bad point. If El Tree does well, that is a little bit of a more of a knife to us. Like, hey, we got to turn this around. We got to get our act together. Well, okay, so this is—I don't want to get into the whole debate of why why aren't we have three hundred and thirty million people? All these kids are playing soccer. Yeah, well, that's... Why aren't we better than Spain? So think about what Spain just did. Okay, so they fire their manager a day before the World Cup. It, it gets a little complicated. Basically, uh, you, you know, you might be able to break it down closer than I can, but essentially, he took the job to to coach Real Madrid cuz Zidane left. Okay? After the World Cup, um, he was going to take over. Yes, correct. Before yes. the next season starts in Spain. And I've heard two different versions of this story, and you can tell me which one it is. One, the federation heard about this and they were they were uh, mad about it because they were unawares. Mm-hmm. I've heard that as well, happened. sure. Then the other version is that essentially the Barcelona players, yes, which exactly. is half the team, half the team. Uh, there's half the team is Real Madrid, half the team is Barcelona. These are the two greatest clubs in the world, in my opinion. Uh, they basically uh, have ex- Real Madrid's won the last three Champions League titles. Barca has beat them up on home soil uh, this year. Uh, they have all the greatest players in the world. The Barca guys were like, no, we we don't want the guy that's coaching Real Madrid after this to be because he's going to favor the Real Madrid players. Yeah. And and I, honestly, I can totally get that because if you're let's say that you're you're uh, I don't I'm trying to think of a player who isn't a guaranteed you know uh, even if it's let's say it's not Andres Iniesta yeah who is who is older a, but the, still an know, older yeah. and let's say that all of a sudden the the that uh Asensio mm-hmm. is getting is getting run instead of Iniesta is that going to be a problem Iniesta's going to be like well wait are you just trying to suck up to Asensio because he's going to be your player next year mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of conflict of interest there right and, no, and, I mean, and so therefore that's exactly, I don't really I believe that's it. exactly the reason why they did it and it it just it sends a message too like that you know Look, we're, we're, these players can still handle their business even if we make a change at manager two days before. So I don't think it's going to hurt this team as much as other people do. I don't either. Yeah, you and, know, and, and they, they did bring in you know a guy who was basically in the you know Fernando Guerrero is a, a legend over there, and you know, and that's who they're talking about. Look, Spain is fine on the pitch; they're going to be fine. <laughs> you want to know why? So we were just talking about the what does the U.S. team have to do to get better, et cetera. Well, Spain's third team. Okay, mm-hmm. has more talent on it than almost everybody but Pulisic. Like they left behind guys that well, are that are. I know people like to talk about that. They're deep. It's true, but they're not that. Look, yes, they are. They are that eh, much better than the U.S. players. Let's just let's, other than Christian Pulisic, which player could even could even think about making the Spain team? And Pulisic probably wouldn't make it. Look, there's a couple of kids who are coming up that are still a little young. Admittedly, you're right. Not for this World Cup. Maybe it's only Pulisic now. But the United States has a lot of young talent coming up. It was on display against France a few days ago, you know, with that last friendly. Now it's only a friendly. I'm not. I'm not saying that result matters, but the the skill and the talent is there. A lot of young kids, especially playing in Germany. Germany is a hotbed for the U.S. young talent. Josh Sargent, Weston McKinney, who of course plays for Schalke, who's going to be in the Champions League. I know, but come on, look, Isco, Mike, they're not at that Thiago, level. I get it, but you know what, Silva, Asensio, I understand. I understand. Great players. Great players. You know, I mean. Just Absolutely. on and on down the list. No, and that's, that's why they're going to be fine. I don't care who's coaching them. Yes. However, is that being too dismissive? Because uh, let's say, so Brazil's coach or Germany's coach, uh, Jurgen Lowe, uh, Jurgi Lowe, are these guys, can they make an actual tactical difference that's going to hurt Spain? Because Spain may have to play Argentina yeah. in the quarters. That's true. They could. I, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not a big, it's not like it doesn't matter that they made a change of coach, but I do believe it's not going to hurt them as bad as some other people. Like, in other words, 
if Spain was going to win the World Cup, they're still going to win the World Cup. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to really impede them too much. If they fall on their face in the group stage, they probably would have fallen on their face under Lopetegui as well, is my point. Iero's going to come in and just make sure the ship doesn't go aground as much as he can. He's not going to do too much that's going to really wow the... If they were going to fail, they were going to fail anyway, Mike. In other words, it's an excuse built in now, but this team is good. They know what they're doing. As you said, uh, so much depth. They'll be fine. Was it so? Was it eighty eight when Michigan won and they had to fire their coach uh, like right before the yeah, tournament? Bill, was it Bill Frieder? Uh, no, no, I don't think it was. Fre- but but uh, but uh, now I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the guy who got fired. But Fisher, but Steve Fisher comes oh, in. Oh, Fisher, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Fisher comes in. Can't and they win, the, they win and it. They, yeah, they win six games or six and even games. And the, 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 the kid from uh, Barcelona even said that actually in a tweet. The, one of the players mentioned Michigan changing. Who, who's oh, look gosh. at that! Look at that sports knowledge. Yeah, and I don't the, even know yeah. who, who's the superstar. Like the back, I can't. I'm blanking. Sergio on Ramos. Yeah, no, not Ramos. Oh, uh, PK. Yes, Gerard PK. Oh, okay, okay. Of course. What yeah. I, I can't believe I blanked on that. Yeah, PK yeah. tweeted out just like right away, nice. like about Michigan making that change back in '89. PK so. might have a nice little jumper. He's, he's best friends with Paul Gasol. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gerard PK actually. Uh, there's a few guys who it's like was he six three six five? Oh yeah, he's a big boy. He is definitely, and he's very athletic. I mean, he you know six four. Yeah, six, it's four. kind of that argument we'll have to nice have hair. during the World Cup, Mike. Yeah, that everybody nice once a year now soccer soccer uh, it becomes popular once every four years with uh, generic sports talk show hosts, and those generic sports talk show hosts start firing out the tweets like, if only Kevin Durant played soccer or Kobe Bryant played soccer, we'd win it all. Like if if only our best athletes play soccer. Newsflash, they already do in America. Because Kobe Bryant would be an awkward six foot six inch forward who's a nice, you know, he's Peter Crouch basically in soccer. Like Kobe is a magnificent athlete playing basketball. Guess what? Michael Jordan couldn't hit a curveball either. You know, it's, it's a whole different set of skills as you know yeah. better than I do. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, so right. So I, I played at the college level and in the United States, the college level is still, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah, like, it's fine. like it was. I I was really good. I was I was uh, growing up. But when you compare it to some of the national pool type players, that of course is a step up. And then these federations, whether it's Germany or Spain, that is another step sure. up. But it's but it's getting it is getting closer. MLS is getting better, as you know more than I. You watch every most every MLS game. You yeah. call games uh, for LAFC. So it's it's starting to catch up, and, and I like that. But I think the point about athletes, our best athletes, not playing, is just that in Brazil. Every one of the best athletes is playing soccer. Yes, I get that. Here, some some athletes are, but there are also many athletes that are playing other sports, and therefore the competition level is not quite the same. But my like point is, like Kevin That's Durant all. is too—he's too big. You know what I mean? Like he well, can't. Right. So it's not the person, Kevin Durant. It's the idea of the best like athlete. A se- yeah, like That's a seven. No, okay, I understand yeah, that. The yeah. idea of the best athlete. Yeah. Guess what? Many of our best athletes already do. Landon Donovan could run all day. He was a phenomenal athlete. Christian Pulisic is unreal as an athlete. You yeah, know Pulisic that's why they're so good. As yeah. you, you know, as you've pointed out, he was shooting jumpers with Nash. Um, all right, hey, so we have to get to the part he of the show. Kind of schooled him a little bit, where, uh, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, uh, where you and I go through our picks and predictions. That's right. right. Who's going to make it out of what group? Who's going to win the actual World Cup? Who's going to win the Golden Ball, which is for the best player? Who's going to win the Golden Boot, which is for whoever scores the most goals? Uh, so I am looking forward to seeing your predictions. Coming up. Sounds good. He is Mike Trudell at Mike Trudell on Twitter. I'm Dave Denholm at Talk Soccer. You are listening to Soccer Tonight as we break down the World Cup each and every Monday through Friday here on ESPN LA 710. Time from Selma. Back in again. Free header! And Russia scored the only goal of the World Cup. It's Gazinski who rises highest. And a better start the host nation couldn't have wished for. 11 minutes gone in the Luzniki Stadium. 
What a start for the host, Russia, as they kick off their World Cup 2018 with a convincing 5-0 rout of Saudi Arabia. And, and the uh, Asian side is in deep trouble. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, they're not Rube. good. They're, yeah. they're in trouble yeah, now. Russia has that goal difference working as the hosts get off to a good start. He's Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Denholm, and you are listening to Soccer Tonight. That's right. Which all is soccer talk. Absolutely. All World Every Cup. Night, all week. All World Cup. All World Cup. We cannot wait. Mike, it's time for something I cannot wait to do. That's predictions. They're always fun, right? We Look, here's the bottom line. 32 teams made it. These are very good teams. Things happen occasionally. Upsets are going to happen. Yes. You know, it's kind of like doing your brackets in the in the, the uh, March Madness. They get to be a mess occasionally, but we're going to do it anyway, right? Exactly. That's all the fun. So, Mike, let's just go through it. Let's go through the groups. Who do we think is getting out of these groups first? Just yes. to kind of break it down that way. We will start with Group A. Now, of course, we know Russia won. In fairness, I had on my show last night, Soccer Weekly, I did mention Russia and Uruguay as the two and one. Like, Uruguay is going to win the group. I thought Russia would come in second. That's my, Those were my picks. All right. I've got Uruguay one, Egypt two, Russia three, Saudi Arabia four. Okay. Now, I made these, I made that prediction before I watched the game this morning. If I, if I had my way now, and again, we haven't seen Egypt yet. Yeah. But Mosul is going to play. I would be tempted to take Russia second. So I think you might end up winning that one for me, but we both agree the that... plus uh, that, five is big. Yeah, You're right. We yeah. agree that Luis Suarez and uh, Edison Cavani and uh, and everybody are going to win the group. They really should. I don't... I they don't, have some good young players, too. They really I like do, that. but I, you know, I, I, I'm a little concerned about their defense. I think some goals are going to be had in this group where people thought this was going to be a low-scoring group. I got a feeling this is not, and not just because Russia, you know, went ahead and scored a couple late goals. Well, and point. everybody's going to score on Saudi Arabia. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where goal difference makes a huge difference. Yeah, Egypt attacks too, though. They, they'll they'll defend, but they're they'll at least come back. Yeah, they're not you. afraid to yeah. let they're not afraid to get, let yeah. people score on them because they're going to want to score three or four goals. Group B is really interesting in that everybody thinks Spain and Portugal. I got Portugal winning the group and Spain second, but I, I you, you mentioned a little something here in the break to me yeah, that kind so of very piqued my interest. The only thing we agree on in Group B is that Iran will finish fourth. Yes. Uh, but I have Spain winning the group. All right, I have Morocco actually finishing second and Portugal third. So this is this is one of my little upset specials. I like the way that Morocco plays. They've got more good players than you think. Uh, they play kind of a fun attacking style, but they can still defend. Yeah. I watched a couple of their qualifying games. I mean, so they're I think they're a good team that nobody's talking about. And Portugal just I don't know. There's a little bit of the old guard, and of course that's represented most by Cristiano Ronaldo. This will be if he scores, it'll be the fourth World Cup that he scored in, wow. matching I think only four other players, one of whom is Pelé. Uh, so Man, and that's I think uh, Miroslav yeah. Klose, oh, right? Geez. So so he's still doing it i just i don't know i i spain to me is is just way too good and too talented and too deep across the board to to not get out of the group but i like portugal uh or excuse me i like morocco getting past portugal see here's the thing morocco and iran i think are both very good iran's defense is ridiculous they just do not give up goals now they don't play a whole you know super attacking style they won't certainly against portugal and spain if they can hold up defensively I think this could be an intriguing group because you might see some draws that you didn't expect. In other words, Spain might have a little issue with Morocco. Maybe it's a 1-1 type of game. I do believe Spain and Portugal are going to get through. I think Portugal is going to barely win it, but it is going to be a nip and tuck group. This is a much more intriguing group yeah. than at first thought when the the bubble, you know, the balls are being picked out and everybody's like, oh, Iran and, and Morocco have no chance. Well, not so fast. Yeah. I think you're right about Morocco. It's and, a much better team than people give credit and to. Iran's better too than than I than people give them credit for. It's a country of 80 million people. You know, it's they love soccer. Yeah, they, they, they love, love soccer. football. I mean, it is. You know, yeah. you're right. I mean, actually, Morocco. Interesting story. Casablanca, of course. You know, metropolitan city, worldwide city. 
the two teams in Casablanca, go on YouTube sometime if you're kind of bored and you love soccer like we do, and go to go check out Raja Casablanca and Widad Casablanca. Those are the two big clubs. And check out the fans there and see what they do at games and how they – it is Morocco has an unreal soccer culture. Like, they deserve a World Cup eventually. It wouldn't have been a shame – Obviously, we we would hated to lose to them in that vote, but they you know, are hey, going you know to what? get a World Cup soon. Give, give them the twenty twenty two World Cup. They can give have them, it from yeah, uh, take from it away Qatar. from or give them twenty thirty. I, I agree. I, they're going to get one, and they should. That country is on fire for soccer. Like they, that is not a joke that they're here. And you're right. That's going to be a very tricky team to get by in All that right. group. Group C. I'm going France and Denmark to get out, and then okay. I think Peru will be a near miss. I like Peru uh, in Australia. I think we'll finish fourth, but I'm going France and Denmark. Well, you and I have the same two groups teams. I got Denmark winning it and France coming in second. Okay. Just you know, just a little bit of the kind of France might stumble with a, a draw against Peru kind of thing. Christian a little Erickson, bit of an upset. Little Christian Eriksen. Yeah, Chris, I love Denmark. They're very yeah. good. Okay. Group D. I've got Argentina winning, Nigeria coming in second, in a really nicely balanced group. This might be the best group, uh, top to bottom. Uh, yeah. Not really a weak team. I mean, I, well, it, it depends what you think of Iceland. If you think that the Euros run was legit, and if you think mm-hmm. their qualifying run was legit, uh, but I love the way they play. Uh, I've got Argentina winning. Croatia. Croatia is a team that is extremely talented. Every player seems to be slick on the ball. A- incredible touch there yeah. from Modric and everybody, uh, in, in Rakitic in the middle. But yes, uh, Nigeria. I like the way they play too. Yeah. Uh, was it the Super Eagles? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nigeria is uh, really loaded. I like them coming in second in this group. But it's going to be you got you. So you got Croatia missing out. Yes, I got Argentina okay. winning, Nigeria second. Group okay. E, Mike. I'm going with Brazil winning and yeah, Switzerland. Shocker. I do believe Switzerland is good enough to get by Serbia and Costa Rica. Yes, and I've got Serbia coming in last. Costa Rica will come in third in that group. You know, the FIFA World Rankings are kind of garbage because it, it, it depends. <laughs> like, it, it's all about who you played and what friendly and in what side. It, it's just they're not really legit. With that said, Switzerland is sixth. Or I think coming into the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, they were a seed so, the last I mean, they're yeah. good. So they're yeah. a pretty good team. So I, I agree. I, I have Brazil winning and Switzerland coming in second. Uh, tough to leave Serbia out, and we know that Costa Rica made the run uh, last World Cup. Yeah, I think Serbia's got a lot of issues where the defensively they're going to be in trouble in that in that yeah. particular I, matchup group. I like how we have disagreements in most groups, Absolutely. Though. Group F. Now, we agree on this one. Germany won, Mexico two. Sweden and Korea, Korea Republic to me is a mess, and they're not used. They're a good soccer nation, but this particular team's got a little few yeah. too many issues. It's like if, although I love Sun um, from Tottenham, sure. is, Sun is young man. yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yes, they're not. This isn't the team that you watched in 2002, right? When they were fantastic with the home no, crowd. No, this going is not. Nuts. This, yeah, this that's is, not. That's not that team. No. Uh, so, so I agree with you. They're going to miss out. Group uh, G, Panama is going to be in fourth. Tunisia is very, very good, but they'll just barely miss out. England in second. I've got Belgium winning this. I group. mean, England, come on, you have to get out of your group this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tunisia, to. like I know, I don't care. I don't care if if they were at the, just period. I understand that you're you right. have to. You're and not they wrong. are. They are. They, I think that I look at them a little bit like we look at Brazil, where they got trounced by Germany last World Cup, and so I think some people are kind of thinking, I don't know, I'm a little tentative on Brazil, but the talent for England is it really they have a lot of talent, yeah, and they're young, they're fast, they have options. So I've got Belgium winning the group, England finishing second. Colombia wins Group H in my bracket, and Senegal is second. I think Poland and Japan battle for third. It's going to be a tight group again. This is the most wide open, like four teams could win and four could fall on their face in this group. So I actually, so we differ again. I had Poland winning this group. Wow. Um, I like Poland, man. I, I, I think Lewandowski might be the best striker in the world. Okay. He's, he's definitely in the top three. You can't argue that, really. Um, I mean, he's fantastic. Uh, they've got some other good players. Who's going to get him the ball, of. Mike? Who's going to get him the ball? They, they've got some good players. I'm just saying, well, watch out for Poland. That's my little upset. Senegal pick. has maybe the best defender in the world in Koulibaly and Sadio Mane up front. It's Senegal. Yeah. If their midfield can settle in in games quick, like if they can get into it in the first 10 minutes, in a game, 
Look out. They, they play kind of like a, a four. Two four almost. Yes, uh, it which is, is weird. Which it's is a very strange. Tactic. It's like, yeah, they're not. They, they just have four uh, fa- quick, fast strikers. But those they, midfielders they, they pop have the to like the top settle two. in quickly. Uh, but I've got I've got Columbia so coming out of that group. Right, we only got a couple. Third. Can you believe this hour that goes by so fast? Let's jump to the semis, Mike. I know this sounds crazy because there's there's possibilities of upsets along the way. In my semifinals, Mike, I've got Spain taking on Brazil. Argentina, England in a battle of bitter rivals on Ooh, the other so you, side. So you so. do like England. England's uh, going a long way. In this I go, I go France, Brazil on one side, and then Spain and Germany on the other. I like. Uh, hey, who could well, argue? I with mean, that? and again, it, it's not like these are probably the four best uh, best teams. Mike, in the world, my so final, which I'm a little worried about because it's in Europe, of course, in Moscow's uh, in Moscow. Brazil, Argentina is my final. So bitter rivals in South America, I believe, are going to make the final of the World Cup. All right, I'm going Brazil and Spain. I am taking Brazil to win. Uh, speaking of Brazil, I've got Neymar uh, winning the Golden Ball. Nice, I do the too. Best in the tournament. Good. And I've got uh, Ga- uh, Gabriel Jesus winning the Golden Boot Ooh, as the top goal scorer. Now, that was tough. I, I, Timo Werner, I consider, for Germany. Romelu Lukaku for Belgium uh, and Neymar. But I think that uh, Jesus is, is amazing. I think he's going to be in the top of that Brazilian sphere. See, I have Neymar winning the Golden Boot. Messi winning the golden ball, getting them to the final. I do have Brazil beating Lionel Messi, though, oh, in the final. I, so. I, I, I'm pulling for Messi. Man. Golden, Messi. What about the golden gloves? Who do you like? In, in uh, my, so I'm biased here, Manchester United, but uh, uh, David De Gea. Oh, he's fantastic. I've yeah. got uh, Alisson. Is a, and the best young okay. player, real quick. Who's uh, your best young player? Uh, Kylian Mbappe. Nice. That's a guy I was thinking about, okay, too. Yeah, Very fantastic nice. for France. Oh, yeah. man, this has been unreal. I mean, this hour just flies by, but don't forget, every night. We're coming back tomorrow, soccer tonight at 7 p.m., Monday through Fridays. I'll be back tomorrow. Mike Trudell. I'm Dave Denholm. Mike at MikeTrudell.com. Dave at Talk Soccer on Twitter. Follow us there. Continue the conversation. Spread the word. Mike, always a pleasure, man. It's too much fun. Brother. Enjoy the games, guys. Spain-Portugal tomorrow is going to be one of the best games of the tournament. Check soccer tonight on ESPN LA 710.